the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. So, how much per gallon is a baby worth? Inflation and gas prices are affecting everybody. There are lots of people out there with ideas on how to deal with it. You've heard them. And that would include Stacey Abrams. Uh, she's running for governor in Georgia. Here she is on MSNBC this morning. You're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. But we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That's what I talk about on the trail, and that's what's resonating. But let's not pretend that women, half the population, especially those of childbearing age, they understand that having a child is absolutely an economic issue. It is only politicians who see it as simply another cultural conversation. It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation that women need to have. Yeah, that's the ticket. You say you're pregnant? Well, check those gas prices. If they go over, say, I don't know, $4 a gallon, kill the baby. Whatever you do, don't accept responsibility for causing the baby to exist in the first place. And this is one of the stars of the Democrat Party, and most of the media love her. Let's hope she loses big next month and is never heard from again. Stacey Abrams is black, but she probably shouldn't be taking the black voters for granted, especially the men. When we come back, why black men are leaving the Democrat Party. And in our second half hour, a guy who's written a book about how COVID drove the world insane and still is. Stick around. So, so you're looking to fix up your bathroom. It's time to get a hold of Bath R Us, and you can do that by calling 513-715-0778. That's 513-715-0778. Or go to their website, bathrus.com. That's bath, the letter R, us.com. And uh, these bathroom experts from Bath R Us offer complete bath and shower remodeling services, not an overlay. They tear it out. They replace it. Brand new bathroom. And uh, they have modern, durable tubs and showers. They're designed with an exclusive high-tech polymer liner. Low maintenance, uh, resistant to mold and mildew, easy to clean, and lasts for decades. Plus, it comes with a lifetime warranty. And you can get walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions, and more. And Bath R Us will transform any bathroom, any bathroom. They can do it with to the bath of your dreams. Every unit is custom-built. You pick all the premium accents and accessories, and all Bath R Us products are manufactured here in the U.S. So schedule your free in-home estimate. Get $1,000 off plus 18 months, same as cash. That's right, zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for 18 months. The number again, 513-715-0778, or go to the website, bathrus.com. That's bath, the letter R, us.com, for the bath of your dreams. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it. 
and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Are you longing to find your soulmate, but you're tired of online dating, singles ministries, blind dates, or even being set up on bad dates by well-meaning family and friends? If none of that's worked for you and you have no idea how to meet marriage-minded men or even truly Christian men who will seek you out for a lasting, committed relationship without the head games, then I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge. Look. There's nothing good or sacred or even noble about sitting in the waiting room. So in this challenge, I'm going to teach you why now is your time to find love. What are the lies that are holding you back? Why God wants you married? The biblical law of attraction and the tools you need to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months Challenge today at lovestories.com and you can step into the love story that God has already written about you. That's lovestories.com. Back in the day, Pittsburgh cranked out a lot of steel. We helped build this country. Our steel went into the Empire State Building. The Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, you'll find it there too. These days, we're about more than steel, but we're still producing something strong. You can see it in the eyes of our kids. That same resolve, that same blue-collar ethic forged in the fires of hard work and history. And one day soon, they'll help build this country all over again. We're Pittsburgh strong. We're AM1250. The answer. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. So there are more signs every day that the Democrats are going to have a really bad day on uh, November 8th. The polls keep getting better for the Republicans every day. And uh, I mean, the, the word tsunami has seemed to replace wave in a lot of places. One thing that would make a tsunami likely is if there was a shift in the black boat, a big shift. Delano Squires is a fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Life, Religion, and Family, and he says that all it's already happening with black men, and he joins us now. Delano, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on, John. So um, Joe Biden got only 79% of the black uh, male vote in 2020. How big of a change was that from uh, previous presidential elections? I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a lower percentage. Um, than in previous elections, and certainly, obviously, when, when President Obama was running. Um, that being said, I started out my, my column in Newsweek by saying any political party would kill to have 80% support from any particular demographic. Um, right. So, you know, but part of the thing is when, and I said this in the piece, when you believe that you are entitled to 100% of a group's vote based on their identity, then even... A, a small decrease will seem like a national emergency. Uh, and that's one of the things I think you see playing out right now as it relates to Democrats and specifically how they are messaging, um, how are they crafting their messages towards black men? Yeah. Why? So, you know, why shouldn't the Democrats count on even that kind of support next month, at least from men anyway, to start with? 
Well, you know, it, it remains to be seen, you know, what what the results will look like. Because obviously, you have, you have different races, right? You have uh, mm-hmm. gubernatorial races, you have Senate races, congressional races. Um, my, the point that I'm making is that the party has a structural problem, and they, they love to talk structures and institutions and systems. And a structural problem is one that I link back to the Moynihan report, and, and specifically being that the party has fully embraced matriarchy. Um, it, it believes that masculinity itself is toxic, and any party that believes that is going to have a, a difficult time also arguing that it has the interests of men um, you know, in, in, in mind. And what I say, and again, going back to the Moynihan report, is that this has a specific effect among black voters, because again, generally speaking, um, black voters give about 90% of our vote to the Democratic Party. Um, and, and when you have a situation in which uh, black women are upheld as the leaders of the community and, and black men are um, diminished both in terms of the party and based on the party's policies and rhetoric, even in terms of our communities, you have a situation in which um, the party feels uh, open or feels empowered to berate and degrade black male voters um, publicly. And that's one of the things that I, that I talk about. And I gave a couple of examples of that. The, the one towards the end of the piece is, you know, an MSNBC host said that black male voters, particularly in Georgia, should get in line and behind the women who are voting for Stacey Abrams and do the same. And, and I said this encapsulates the left worldview you know, in one line, they, they believe that black women lead and black men follow. And I think you're, you're having a growing number of guys who are just um, tired of that message and refuse to be, for lack of a better term, mamad by women who didn't give birth to them. Yeah, the, the last line of your piece, I was going to get to that later, is uh, you say that um, you uh, black men have been relegated to damsels in distress. What do you mean by that? So I'm sure you remember in 2020, after the election, there was a lot of commentary around how black women save democracy. Now, again, the black men are the second most loyal demographic group to Democrats right behind black women. But all of the attention was on what black women did to save democracy, quote unquote, um, by voting for President Biden. So if if the women don their superhero capes, and, and they play the role of superwoman, then what is, what is, where does that leave the men? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would argue it leaves them as, as playing the role of having to be rescued. So, so they become Superman, and we become Lois Lane, or Superwoman, actually. That, <laughs> that fits more a lot of their political worldview. And we yeah. become Lois Lane. Um, and, and I think that that's something, even among, the, and I say this in the piece, among black uh, male Democrats in positions of power, both nationally and in blue cities and states, they, they have to adopt, adopt certain politics. I grew up in New York City. I actually went to college in Pittsburgh. I grew up in New York City. And the current mayor sent out an official statement this past summer talking about the importance of drag queens in libraries and schools. Um, that's not what my parents sent me to public schools for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a Senate candidate in Louisiana who went to uh, an HBCU in, in, in that state, and instead of talking to the young men about why the odds are in their favor in terms of finding a wife right, on a college campus, he told them why they should back abortion. And, and one of the arguments that I make is that this is a party that fights and advocates for abortion with much more passion and vigor than it does natural marriage in the natural family. Um, and I think people are starting to recognize that. And I think it is, a, it is a structural weakness for the party and an opportunity for conservatives to make some inroads in the black community. So why do you think, uh, and where did you go to school? Did you go to Pitt? Yes, I did. Went to Pitt, main campus. Nice. So um, you're familiar with Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, what do you, um, why is it, as a white guy, I've always wondered um, why, what it is that the black voters can vote in such a large block for Democrats when there's so little evidence that the Democrats have done them any good over the last 50 years. 
I, I just don't. I guess maybe I, 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 I lived in a Pittsburgh suburbs all my life, and I, I don't get it. Right. I, I don't. I don't understand how the Democrats have been able to to pull that off. So yeah, I, I think like many things in, in culture and politics, the answer is complex. One one thing that's fairly simple is that there's some cities and locales in which there really are no Republicans to vote for. Right. Again, I grew up in New York City. Other than Rudy Giuliani, I can't think of a single prominent Republican, you know, who, who ran for mayor. I mean, Michael Bloomberg did, but he was really independent. He, he sort of mm-hmm. flip-flopped. But mm-hmm. some cities have been Democratic strongholds for years, and party ID is important. So the notion that a person is going to vote, you know, for all Democrats on a local level and then turn around and vote for, you know, a Republican for national office, um, is, is somewhat unlikely. But I think one of the things that I say, and this is one of the last things holding, you know, uh, that Democrats use to hold some voters in place is a phenomenon I describe as the Selma syndrome, which simply put is a combination of s- some elements of Stockholm syndrome, right? Where someone uh, is attempting to hold someone else captive and they want the person who's held captive to feel as if their fortunes are tied to the fortunes of the person holding them. Um, so there's that, that's one half of it. And then the other half is America's real and, and at times very ugly racial history. And, and what this does, Democrats use this um, to condition a fear response within black voters. So that's why in my piece, I, I linked to three separate articles in which someone on the left paints themselves as, you know, guardians against, you know, the ever-present danger of Jim Crow or his offspring, James Crow Esquire, Jim Eagle, and Jimmy Crow. Um, So this is why, you know, any policy that the left doesn't like, they'll try to paint in terms of America's racial history, right? So voting laws in Georgia, that's that's Jim Eagle. Um, You know, they'll talk about Republicans want to put y'all back in chains. Yeah, that's Joe Biden, yeah. Correct. Correct. So, and, and, and that, that has a lot of resonance you know, for, for, that resonates with a, with a lot of black voters. And, um, you know, that, that's another factor. I'm not saying it's the main factor, but I think it is a factor. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people are starting to see, particularly men are starting to see that a party that is that antagonistic towards masculinity can't really be for, uh, men. And then the other thing, obviously, is that a party that sees uh, elected officials and unelected bureaucrats as a suitable replacement for fathers um, obviously does not have the best interests of men in mind. So I, I like to say that the government is an unfaithful husband and an absent father because it just has too many households to support. We're talking to Delano Squires. He's a columnist uh, for, the New- for Newsweek and also a research fellow at the Heritage Foundation's uh, Center for Life, Religion, and Family. Um, so you, you mentioned uh, Daniel Patrick Monaghan, and you, you had him have in your piece. He kind of predicted this fifth, over 50 years ago. And apparently not too many people, especially Democrats, paid attention. Well, it, that, that's, a, that's an interesting point that you raised, right? He, the, the name of that report um, officially was, uh, I lost it. It was no. It was the Negro family colon the case for national action. Now he he did a, a good job of sort of laying out his case, but he never really spoke to what the national action should be. Okay. I would argue that the Democratic Party did take national action, and part of what they did is say, um, "We will help correct, or we will help address the issues in the black family." by growing the size of government um, and doing more to, quote-unquote, support particularly low-income black families. And I think that that's had actually the exact opposite effect of what he probably intended. Because one of the things that I I argue is that in in some cities and in some neighborhoods, particularly you're talking about low-income neighborhoods, um, there, there aren't any children being raised with married biological parents. Um, and that particular neighborhood has turned into a politically polygamous commune where all of the women and, and their children are, are, in effect, married to the government. 
Um, and I think that that's, that is a bad, that's bad politics and it's bad policy. And, and one of the things I think is important is, even though I'm talking about black families, I'm talking about Moynihan, none of these issues are, you know, uh, are um, unique to the, to the black community because the, the non-marital birth rate for white Americans now is higher than it was for, for black Americans in 65 when the report came out. And then if you dig into that in terms of, you know, social, socioeconomic status, right. Education or income, it's, it's, it's an even worse picture. So none of these things are, um, about biology, right? This is a lot of this is culture and it's Mm -hmm. policy and it's economics. Um, and I think the government and particularly the, the left creates all of the worst incentives. Uh, and I just, I don't, I just think we've had 60 years to see, you know, how that's played out in the black community in 65, the non-marital birth rate was 25% by the mid eighties. It crossed 50%. It's been, you know, at or above 70%, I'd say for at least 20 years. So we, uh, we can know you imagine the, the reaction holds. if somebody would have predicted back then that it was going to be 70%, nobody would have believed it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's why it's important to, to name these issues because it is impossible um, to treat any condition that you won't acknowledge and refuse to diagnose. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, Delano, will, will we ever get to the point, uh, maybe I should say in our lifetime, I'm, I know I'm older than you are, but mm-hmm. are we ever going to get to the point where there is no longer a black vote? In other words, there's no black voting block because nobody can count on blacks everywhere to be thinking the same way and therefore voting the same way. Well, I I certainly hope we get to a point where um, black voters who are thinking about their own values and their own interests have multiple viable options in terms of people who will represent them either on a local level or on a national level. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think nine, put it, giving 90% of your vote to one political party um, comes with challenges. There are trade-offs there, right? If, if they know you won't move and you won't go anywhere, then it's much easier for them to take you for granted. But if you're a population or a group um, who's, who's basically every, every election cycle your swing vote, then you'll find you know, more visits from politicians. That being said, honestly... I hope we get to a place as a country where we put politics in their rightful place. Um, we don't treat them as a new religion and we don't treat politicians as people who can quote unquote fix all of the issues that we see in our lives. I don't, I don't think that's what the framers and the founders had in mind for our political they, system. They wanted and to I, have and as I little think, to do with our lives as possible. Correct. 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 And, and I think we need to get back to that. Um, and and that that requires one of the things it requires is, is stronger families. You can't have um, small government without big family, um, because that that's one of the things, right? When when families break down and women and children are in need, the government t- tends to to fill that vacuum. So if we want smaller government, one of the first steps to to achieve that is is to have um, stronger families. How do you- I have about a minute left here with Delano Squires. He's a fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Life, Religion, and Family, and also a columnist for Newsweek. Um, I have a little less than a minute to go here. How do you like the chances of this changing, and and what could we look for in this election in a couple of weeks that's going to maybe show that there's been some kind of a change? I I think that the chances of, of, you know, this shift continuing are very high. Uh, I, I won't speak to this upcoming election. I'll say this. I think by, um, let's say 2028, right? So mm-hmm. two presidential cycles from now, um, I could easily see 30 to 35% of black men um, going for whoever the, the conservative candidate is in that election. If, if things continue um, on, on this trajectory, how that plays out locally is a different question. Mm-hmm. Again, for some of the reasons that I, that I stated mm-hmm. before, but um, I can easily see record gains among black men uh, in the next couple of presidential cycles. 
Well, that would uh, that would send the, the the Democrats would be running crazy in the streets if that were to happen. Nate Delano, I'm I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, that's Delano Squires Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden dismissing claims by critics that his administration has stopped or slowed domestic oil production. We're producing 12 million barrels of oil per day. And by the end of this year, we will be producing 1 million barrels a day, more than the day in which I took office. Mr. Biden formally announcing the release of 15 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve today. Meanwhile, Heritage Foundation research fellow Katie Tubb tells the Salem Radio Network, this drawdown is a political ploy on the part of the president. It's unfortunate because that's not the purpose of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, the, the reserve is not meant to uh, help a president with his polling numbers. It, it's being abused right now. The Biden administration is seen as pulling out all the stops ahead of next month's midterm elections. This is SRN News. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. I am out and about across the country meeting with voters. Bob France of the great city of Cleveland will be sitting in for me. Do not miss a moment. Bob will bring up the speed on everything that happened overnight. All the news of the races as they come to their thundering conclusion, all on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, at AM 1250. The Answer. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall if you're allergic to pork or if you have gout kidney problems or worsening of painful swollen joints call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions take creon as directed by your doctor and always with food do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation other side effects may include blood sugar changes gas dizziness sore throat and cough these are not all the side effects of creon creon is the number one prescribed epi treatment ask your doctor about creon for epi and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Busy afternoon all the way around and some wet weather. That's complicating things. Crosstown Boulevard, slow going inbound. Veterans Bridge to Liberty Bridge. Outbound 28, solid tie-up. Butler Street up to RIDC Park. On the Parkway East, delays are outbound. Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Close to a 10-minute delay and similar amount of delay on outbound Parkway West. It's heavy from 19 up to Carnegie. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. 
1250, The Answer. Weather. A freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through late tomorrow morning. For tonight, partly cloudy skies. It'll be cold. There will be a freeze with a low of 31. Some sunshine expected for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 49. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 35. Friday, partly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Friday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, just when you think COVID is going away, uh, something comes along to remind you that the insanity is still here. The CDC is pushing to make the COVID vaccine mandatory for kids before they can go to school. And mad scientists at uh, Boston University are creating COVID strains that are worse than the one we just experienced. Justin Hart is a data analyst a- analyst expert who um, has worked with uh, presidential candidates and Fortune 500 companies. He's the author of Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane, and he joins us now. Justin, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, what a crazy time this is, John. I, I, I'm not sure exactly. We're coming straight onto the air after the CDC has voted to, as you say, uh, recommend to their schedule the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, but their, you know, their analysis seems pretty strong. Uh, it's done on. So it's official. I guess recommendation. I now, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll pause and they'll say, oh, well, this is just a recommendation. But we all know what this means. The states mm-hmm. and the CDC and the counties will all play hot potato, pointing to the other person to say they told us to do so. So it's official then that they. Well, they it, it's. it's a- we think so. We, uh, they, they did vote on it, and uh, that is the recommendation that's being passed in these next two days. So uh, unless they walk something back, uh, this is going to really, really uh, sort of raise up the ire of a lot of people. And uh, a timely lesson for the book I have just came out yesterday. It, it's drove, it, it has gone completely crazy. The book is Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. And this is just one more example of our health overlords taking this too far. Yeah, and who would, uh, at this point, uh, just take the CDC's word for it on anything at this point? After what they have, uh, they have seriously lost our trust in so many ways. Um, you've seen this uh, a myriad of, of different uh, venues, even something as simple as plexiglass. The tens of millions of dollars, we explained uh. this in the book, how they go through, and it, we all became you know used to these uh, dividers between us and our vendors and the, the the checkout stand and everything else and it just became awful well it turns out the recommendation was dropped over a year ago but they didn't tell anyone right this is just yeah. a debacle after debacle and um it's really unfortunate uh there's going to be a lot of people taking this information straight to the ballot booth uh, come november yeah, I, just last week i now that you bring it up i took my dog to the vet and they have plexiglass up everywhere along the desk and the, where the people are sitting, to, you know, to, where you pay your bill. And I was trying to have a conversation with the woman, and she had she was sitting and I was standing. She had to lean, like bend over and talk through the slot at the bottom of the plexiglass, and I had to lean down and listen to her. And I was thinking, how long are you going to keep this up here? When does this? I guess it's never going to end, then, is it? Because if they if it's not gone now, when is it going to be gone? Yeah, this is the unfortunate part is that we've, we've now created a level of our society that is so built on fear that, uh, they can't themselves outside. So, the, you know, the book is designed both as kind of a weapon and a shield, uh, for people like uh, many of your listeners who over the last two years have known that these interventions we, were not working and probably made things worse. The quarantines, the masks, the mandates, right. the social distancing, the stay at home orders. But it's also for those people that are just now sort of making that journey towards us back from the darkness, realizing very quickly that there's a lot of harm done. It's it's hard to stomach for a lot of people just to recognize that all those sacrifices we did over two years amounted to nothing. But that is the yep. case. And the impact towards our children is extraordinary. We go through that in the book. And we have some, like, templates and letters in the back that you could use to, like, send to your school board because I guarantee you now uh, you're going to have to go there to make sure that your kids aren't shot with this stuff uh, because right now there's a, there's a lot of questions around the efficacy of these vaccines and 
the safety of the vaccines towards our children. Even the CDC will admit that, but they still have, are recommending it now. We're talking to Justin Hart. Uh, his book just came out. It's called Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. So, uh, Justin, you've made a living studying data. How soon into the uh, COVID hysteria did you believe that the world was going insane? Excursions for baby boomers. And you can imagine that was dead by the time March was over. Uh, and uh, the, the other clients just as well, they had a, a real time sort of picking up. So I had some time on my hands and I decided to look at the data. I'd hear Dr. Fauci go before Congress and say one out of 100 people will die from this disease. And I said, wait, 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 that's not what the numbers show at all. What are you talking about? And when I went through, I found that there were legit statisticians, uh, experts, virologists who were on my side but very scared to say so. So we, we put together a group of people called Rational Ground. We became the backbone for Scott Atlas when he was at the White House, providing him charts and data on a constant basis. And then uh, we basically built this into a machine to try to really help counties and people on the local basis fight your unelected health county official, fight your county board, fight the state, and put things back in order because that basic undergirding promise the pursuit of happiness that our founding documents give every citizen of our country those were torn apart we were quashed even now the government's trying to censor us i got kicked off of twitter i got kicked off of facebook we think at the request of the white house and so we're suing yeah, them for documents to find it out right it's been a that's crazy what i was going to ask you uh, how long did it take for your uh, twitter and facebook accounts to be shut down and you do mention in, uh, I think it was in your introduction that that uh, that you got kicked off of Twitter and Facebook, and as you just said, you think it came from the White House. We think so. Uh, you know, uh, Jen Psaki, who was the press secretary uh, last summer, got over the pulpit. She was right there next to the Surgeon General, and she just admitted we're working with social media uh, teams and companies to make sure they're taking down posts of things we disagree with. Now, Facebook and Twitter are private companies. I don't have tons of recourse there. But when the government colludes with these companies to tell them what to do and infringe on my First Amendment rights, now I have a case. And these FOIA documents are coming out, and they're demonstrating some deep, deep, interesting information. We've got another filing that we're doing of our court case later this week. That, together with you know the information that we're providing in the book, which is really like a myth-busting type of setup, right? We, we tackle masks, we tackle vaccines, we tackle, tackle Dr. Fauci, and all this information so that, you know, that, that one neighbor, John, that, that's next to you and they're still double masked alone oh, in their car, yeah. maybe this is a good gift for them. <laughs> well, that's my next uh, issue. Uh, the masks, they, they drove me nuts. Um, and there are still places where they're required. Uh, are there any data that ever supported the uh the use of masks and that they that they is there any case can be made um legitimately that they actually helped in any way you know there was a headline from a santa barbara newspaper it said masks are the chief ally of the disease they become a veritable incubator of bacteria that was written in 1918, in that pandemic, <laughs> so a hundred years ago when they tried the mask mandates, we knew it didn't work back then. And we have multiple studies now in modern day times showing there is no distinct benefit we can even identify. Even in the hospital setting, John, they found no determinal data to show that it removed the disease. Now, in a sterile hospital setting, when you have a surgeon working over an open wound, that's great. Right. We want those guys masked. But generally speaking, mask mandates don't work. Surgical masks do not work to stop a viral respiratory aerosolized pathogen. There are still medical places uh, that I'm aware of. One that I, I actually, uh, I don't want to say who it was, but it was uh, some, uh, 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 an office that I had to go to that was not, uh, not involved in actual internal medicine, but they still were requiring masks, and I, I walked in and saw them wearing masks, and I left. I said, I can't do this. It's too stupid. And that was four or five months ago, and they're still requiring <laughs> masks there. Uh, and, yeah, it's and very difficult. It's insane. Yeah, it's going to be a long time before we come back to normal. Uh, but now, you know, we see it every weekend. Dr. Fauci gets on the air and 
won't admit to any of these these terrible things that happen. Like just one thing that everyone can agree on across the board, our kids deserve better. Get this one stat that we mentioned in the book, and this is something that both sides of any equation will recognize. We think that in the spring of 2020, we probably missed 250,000 cases of potential domestic abuse over those three or four months. Why? Because it's typically sharp-eyed teachers and administrators. There's a bruise on mom's arm. The son has a black eye. Dad comes in. He looks shaken and disheveled. They report those things. Those things are found out. Some of them don't end anywhere, but some of them end in actual arrest and saving kids' lives. Kids weren't yeah, I, in school for that to happen. Yeah, yeah and I just saw a report or heard a report somewhere about uh, women getting mammograms. They, uh, the the uh, number of women getting mammograms went down drastically over the two years, and that's going to result in more cases of breast cancer because they, you know, they weren't uh, detected in time. Yeah, that was uh, the first sign that we knew something was amiss when oncologists came to us and said, either COVID has cured cancer or something else is happening because they were diagnosing half, half as many cancers as they were the previous year because people were too scared to go to the hospital because Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burke said, stay home and don't go there. And now they're dealing with stage three and stage four cancers. It's traumatic. It's awful. Uh, and then you couple on top of that, the disastrous rollout of uh, the vaccines. No matter what you hear from the government, the data is not there to support that. We think it may have had some benefit for certain older uh, populations. But for anyone under the age of 65, your risk for COVID was less than the that's less than influenza. Absolutely confirmed just the other day by not me, but John Ioannidis out of Stanford, the most cited living scientist, indicated that if you're under the age of 65, your general risk is your same risk as you have going to work on your commute. And if you're That's under the age of 65, say. yeah, it, it's, it, that, those are just general rules you can think of. If you're under the age of 65, it's like you're commuting to work. If you're over the age of 65, the, the comparison is you're like the risk of a professional truck driver, definitely more than the regular commuter but certainly not the panoply of the apocalypse that they brought down on our heads with all of this scaremongering. Yeah, you had a better chance of getting killed in, the, in, a, in a car accident driving to get your shot than you did by you know, saving your life from getting the shot. That's For the vast the, the, amount of people, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So did the various levels of government, though, ever uh, even pr produce any data that supported their mandates on this stuff? No, they, they didn't have any peer-reviewed data on any of this stuff. Um, the most they could come up with were, were anecdotes that they thought might support their cause. They'd find some hairdresser who was wearing a face mask, and none of her patients got sick, they think. They only contacted half of them. It, it was, it's yeah. nonsense upon nonsense. And uh, I think, you know, when we were with Dr. Atlas, we'd ask him, we'd say, well, you presented all this incredible data to them. Do they have anything to oppose you? No, they come into these meetings, they're not prepared, they don't have any study to support their side. Well, why aren't they changing course? And I surmised to Scott, I said, well, maybe it's just they're having problems saving face. And he said, no, you need to know, Justin, these people are not smart. They're dumb. And that's unfortunate <laughs> that we're being, we're being run by these people that are basically ruining our country by this terrible accord, um, and they, they have nothing, nothing really to back them up at all. It could it, we're talking to Justin Hart. The book has gone viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. Could it even be reduced uh, to just a massive case of erring on the side of caution? Well, I, I think when you do that, you want to look at the other side of the equation. And when you see the impacts that it has on our kids, you know, the, 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 we're seeing test scores now that are dropped back 30 years, right? They're doing very, very poorly. My own children uh, who were young and pre in preschool and pre-K at the time, I remember the teacher came up to us just deeply apologetic. She knew, she knew they were not prepared for kindergarten. And she said, I'm so sorry, but it is so tough even to get them to pronounce the letter H through a mask, Right. Uh, speech pathologist, if you're in earshot of this, of this uh, radio station, you have a job for eternity. I mean, literally, we're seeing massive calls for speech pathologists and IEPs in schools because these kids are just devastated by not being able to see the verbal cues of other people being masked. And again, zero 
evidence anywhere to demonstrate that masks had any affability to stop the pandemic or stop the spread. It's a, it's a, it's a disaster, and uh, we chose very, very poorly. Unfortunately, a lot of us kind of went along with it, but we want to welcome those people back to Team Reality and uh, hope that they can use the tools in the book to basically fight back against this. Because you can bet if it rears its head again, or if there's another pandemic, or they find another boogeyman to keep you at home, like climate change, they will do so because they know you gave in the first time. Yeah, and uh, how much of the of a factor w- w- was the uh, fact that these policies were being set by bureaucrats masquerading as doctors? Uh, and I would conclude yeah. Dr. Fauci in that group. Yeah, these folks had never seen a patient in 30 or 40 years. Uh, a lot of people uh, lambasted uh, Dr. Scott Atlas because he was a radiologist, but they missed the point that he spent the last two and a half decades producing the highest quality research and details and experience in the application of science to public policy, right? When you realize that 78% of cancer diagnoses were dropped in the, in the months of March and April and May, and then you look down across the world because they rely on us. When you shut the first world down, the third world suffers. We're talking about a million more deaths of tuberculosis, 500,000 deaths from other diseases. Uh, these are things that you can track very quickly. And the problem is, no one thought to think what was the flip side of the coin and how we can do this. They just went more and more fearful trying to get people to stay home. And that was the whole thing. The behavior that you have uh, during the pandemic didn't change the course of much of anything. But your behavior right now after the pandemic might change the course of the world. It's the only way we could correct this. People need to know you are not a vector of disease. You are a person. You have rights rights to assembly, rights to free speech, rights to practice your religion. And when they came to your kid's favorite park and padlocked their swing set, you knew this was, this was wrong. You knew this was wrong, and we need to fight back in specific ways. And this book is sort of a, the first venture in that. Well, your book will help do that. Justin Hart, uh, the book is, again, Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. Thanks for coming on the show, Justin. Thank you, John. We'll be right back. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. Five five one nine. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repaired costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-518-1985. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-518-1985. What do you have to lose? Call 800-518-1985. Again, 800-518-1985. One nine eight five. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding, 
Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you know, it's really frustrating. Uh, we just talked uh, uh, about the scientists who you uh, you depend on because you assume they're smarter than you are on the things that they're supposed to be experts about. Uh, and running parallel with that are scientists who are, who are, who are promoting transgender insanity, at just a, a following on the heels, I guess, of the COVID insanity. These are also people who are ruining the world with transgender insanity. Another story here quickly, uh, a story in North Carolina. A girl was smacked in the face with a volleyball in a game against a what was supposed to be a girls' team that had a boy playing on it who decided he wanted to pretend he was a girl. And so the school board, uh, it's, uh, it's the Hawassi Dam High School, uh, has decided that it will not allow their team to play against that team anymore. The, Cher- the Cherokee County Board of Education canceled all remaining games against the, the, the team with the boy playing on it due to the injury and declared it a safety issue. And I'll say this again. When I read this, I think of back when I was a kid, and uh, if I knew guys if the, who were very protective of their sisters. If guys were giving them trouble uh, verbally, however, harassing them in any way. There was a time when men were men. When something like, when something like this happened, if a girl were, it was injured because of a boy playing on a volleyball team, her big brother or some male in her family would be meeting this guy outside the school building soon after the incident to discuss it a little bit. And the, and the person who was pretending to be a girl would be suffering some pain as a result. That's the way it should be. I'll be back. Talk to you uh, Friday, actually. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.